Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about meal plan diets, whether they're good or whether they're bad. And we're going to be talking specifically for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So we work with hundreds of women in their 40s and 50s every month to help them get the scales moving, drop a couple of dress sizes and just feel amazing wearing whatever they like after about 12 weeks. And for most of the women that we work with, this is not the first time they've tried to lose weight and tone up. But most of our clients have tried loads and loads of different diets and programs in the past with varying levels of success. Um, many of these diets are based around some sort of set meal plan. And the ones we're going to talk about today are where you pay to have all of your meals sent to your house and you simply eat those meals. And by eating those meals, the hope is that you lose weight and you, you get everything you want in terms of your fitness goals. And while this might sound really simple, and it does have some good points, which we're going to cover, many of the women over 40 that we work with find that these meal plan diets are not effective for giving long-term and sustainable results. And this can leave many women losing a couple of stone, following whatever program they've, they've chosen, only to gain all of that weight back again as soon as they go back to eating normally again, or finding it harder and harder to get the scales moving every time they lose the weight and they put it back on. Every time they do that, they start a new diet plan. It's like their body is fighting against them, especially as they get older, that it's just becoming more and more difficult to see results. And we also see so many women who are kind of watching their waistline just expanding year after year and just choosing what to wear to cover up problem areas rather than choosing the things that they like. And this can leave so many people just feeling completely stuck and unable to lose weight no matter what they try. So in today's podcast, we're going to reveal the truth about meal plan diets and why they don't give the best results for women in their 40s and 50s. And we're going to reveal a much simpler a much more sustainable approach, which our clients used to drop two dress sizes in 12 weeks and stay fit and healthy for life. So first of all, let's get stuck into this topic. Let's go through the good points because there are some benefits to doing these approaches as Ben sort of alluded to there. So most of these, first of all, most of these sort of meal delivery, meal prep services, they are based on a calorie diet, uh, deficit. What this means is they're based on reducing the amount of calories, which is the amount of energy you take in, in your, in your diet. So you do have to eat the right amount of calories to lose weight. There's no other way to do it. Every single diet that works, works on this principle. It's a scientific fact and you can't avoid it. And the amount you can get away with, unfortunately, reduces a little bit as you get older. You may have noticed this. You can't get away with the same sort of things if you're in your 40s, if you're in your 50s. This is partly due to aging, partly due to your hormone, hormones, hormones changing. And also because a lot of the people, at least that we work with, also tend to become more sedentary and more desk bound as they've got older. And I think life's also kind of gone that way, especially with lockdown um, more recently. A lot more people are more desk bound than ever, as well as getting older. So they're moving less and their body isn't working quite so well anymore. And therefore, you do have to eat in this calorie deficit to lose weight. You always do, but it just becomes a little bit trickier as you get older. And most of these meal plan diets do give you reduced calories in terms of the 
breakfast, lunch and dinner, they give you over probably what you would be eating normally. The second thing is they're also pretty easy because you, know, you don't have to measure anything. You don't have to prepare anything. You literally get the meals. You may heat them up. You may not. And you just eat them, which is a great way to keep your calories down without having to me measure it. And that obviously only applies if you do is just stick to that. If you then eat loads of other stuff or drink lots of alcohol on the side, probably not going to work. We'll come on to that. But if you do just stick to those meals, it's very likely you are going to see progress, at least initially, um, because it's going to be the right amount of food for you. And then the last sort of benefit is that some of these, not all of them, but some of them are based on me eating sort of mostly whole foods, not processed foods. They're going to get you away from eating those sugary beige foods and into eating more fruit, more veg, more, um, more lean protein sources, grains, things like this. And these foods are really good for you. They're going to keep you fuller for longer. They'd be better for your health and your energy levels and so on. So there are some benefits to this. Look, it's easy. It's going to potentially help you get into that calorie deficit. You need to lose weight and they are based on whole foods. But there are also a lot of drawbacks that in our experience and a lot of our clients' experience as well, probably um, outweigh the benefits in almost every situation. So Ben, why don't you kick off with some of the drawbacks to these approaches? So the first drawback to these types of approaches is ju just that they give roughly the same amount of calories to every single person. And often this is a quite a low amount of calories. So for example, sort of 1,200 calories a day. And we've covered all the reasons why eating 1,200 calories a day might not be the best approach in episode 102, I think. So if you want a, a full episode on that, go back and listen to episode 102. Sounds like loads, 102. But um, yeah, to kind of sum up then, the problem with eating 1,200 calories a day is, you know, for someone that might be the right amount of calories. I mean, typically the way that we do things, if we're going to give someone 1,200 calories a day, they probably have to be about four foot eight tall and like absolutely a tiny person to, for us to give them that much, that little amount of calories. But for a lot of people, that could be way too low. The problem with eating far too little calories is it can lead to you having low energy levels. It can lead to you feeling restricted as well. But both of those things can basically lead to you having increased cravings and just, you know, feeling starving, hungry all the time. Because essentially on 1200 calories, you are kind of starving yourself each day. And if you then add in like a stressful week of work where you've also been starving hungry all week, it's easy to just think, you know, sod it, I deserve a treat. I'm absolutely starving. I've had a really difficult week at work and I need a takeaway or a pizza or I need to have a ready meal or whatever it is. And you just decide, you know, I've got all these like whatever meals in the fridge, these meal plan meals, but you know what? I don't fancy any of that. It's all rubbish. I'm going to order a takeaway. And you just think sod it, you blow out and you undo all of the hard work that you've done in a week with kind of a weekend blowout. Like for example, if you finish work on Friday and you decide like on Friday, you're going to go completely off track with your food. You go way, way over on your calories on Friday. Then that carries on into Saturday, carries on into Sunday. You're eating too much, drinking too much. You can easily undo all of the work that you've done in the week and more just in those three days. Um, so yeah, again, if you want a full, the full kind of explanation of why 1200 calories doesn't really work, there was an episode 102, but essentially for you, it's probably less than way less than you need to be eating to see the results that you want. And you can see much better and much more sustainable results by eating the right amount for you rather than just some standard amount that some meal plan company has come up with and decided that everybody eats the same. So 
on top of that, then the second reason why, or the second sort of drawback, I suppose, to these approaches is often they don't actually advise you do any kind of exercise. And quite often they sort of subtly discourage you from doing exercise. And there's a reason for that. So this, the main reason they don't really want you doing exercise is because exercise, especially strength training will build muscle and muscle is what makes you feel firm and toned and youthful. So younger people generally have more muscle. You will lose it as you get older, if you don't do the right things. Um, and it will keep your metabolism as high, uh, high as well. So the more muscle you have, the higher metabolism will be, which essentially means you can eat more food and lose weight. If your metabolism is low, obviously you have to eat less and less and less to lose weight. So having muscle is a good thing. It will make you feel toned and firm and youthful, and it will mean you can lose weight more easily. However, a diet without exercise is actually trying to encourage muscle loss. And you might think, why would they bother trying to do this? Well, the reason why a lot of quick fix diets don't include exercise, don't want you to exercise, is because any sort of loss will appear as loss on the scales and will think it's a good thing. But the problem is actually not all weight loss is the same. So a lot of the time, if you're eating really low calories, which Ben talked about in the previous point, so your body's starving, it will start to burn muscle for energy. And if you don't do any exercise, especially sort of the right types of sort of strength training, which will tell your body to retain those muscles, you'll quickly just start losing those muscles. And the problem with that is it will make you feel flabbier and less toned. So kind of the opposite of what most women want. So you'll be saggier. It'll make your metabolism slower. So the less muscle you have, the slower your metabolism is. And that will mean you'll have to eat less and less and less to keep the weight off. So you might start seeing some progress on this 1200 calorie meal plan on the scales, but actually a lot of that loss you're seeing is from muscle. So weirdly, then you probably won't feel that much better. You probably feel weaker, more tired, more flabby. Your body shape won't change that much and you won't feel that good. On top of that, so not only is a lot of the weight loss not going to be from what you want, and it's not going to be making you feel firmer and more toned and more youthful, which is probably what most people want that we speak to, but exercise is also really important for your mood and mental health. And if they're discouraging that, then you're going to miss out on all of those benefits for your mental health and for your mood. Because exercise releases dopamine, it releases serotonin, and those are the two main happy hormones. You may have heard of them. And without the exercise, it's really, really easy in our experience to feel low like a lot of our members if they can't exercise because they're injured or something like that they do feel lower and we have to work with them um, to, to raise their mood in other ways but for a lot of people if they're not exercising they'll feel low they'll feel lethargic and then they turn to food and to drink to pick them up instead so what can happen is then you end up eating emotionally because you're not doing this exercise to put your mind and your mental health in a good place so it makes it much much harder to stick to that meal plan the other thing is exercise burns extra calories. So if you were exercising, you could eat a lot more than those 1200 calories or you know, tiny amount these meal plans will give you and still lose a lot of weight. And that means it feels a lot less restrictive. So that would be much more pleasant, but many quick fix diets don't want you to exercise because then you wouldn't lose that muscle and your weight loss wouldn't appear so dramatic. So there is another way, and that's basically by including some exercise, ideally the right kind of exercise, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But members of our Fit Over 40 program are always telling me and they're always telling Ben and other uh, members of our coaching team how they don't feel restricted at all. That's one thing we hear all of the time um, is that despite losing one to two stone every 12 weeks, it doesn't feel like they're on a diet. They don't feel restricted. And that's because they're getting the right balance of exercise, which is lifting their mood and meaning they can eat more. Um, but they're also eating the right amount for them, which as Ben said, is unique to you. And it's almost certainly not 1200 calories. 
So the next problem with these kind of meal plan diets is one of kind of poor quality food. So a company is going to make all of your meals for you. They're going to prepare all those meals, send them all out to your house. It's a lot of effort for them to do that. And in order for their business model to work, they need to maximize their profit. And because they're maximizing their profit, they're not going to be able to spend the amount that you would want to really spend on the quality of the food that they're, that they're giving you. So the food is therefore often low quality and often very flavorless as well, because, you know, if you're going to make something that you're going to prepackage, send somebody's house and they're just going to be able to reheat some of these things. I think some we looked at, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, but some of them, you didn't even have to keep them in the fridge. Somehow they just, they just stayed fine without even being in the fridge. And to me, that's a bit of a, bit of a red flag there. Anything that's kind of, you know, it's, it's going to be in a, in a, whatever packet it's in with all preservatives and things. So it just survives outside of the fridge. It's probably not going to be the highest quality piece of food you probably could, you, you could possibly have. Um, but when you're eating this kind of low quality food, it's not very inspiring, not very tasty. It makes it a massive, massive chore to stay consistent. So if you're eating boring, bland food all the time, that's, you know, you can very easily, like we said before, get to the end of the week and be like, do you know what? I don't fancy that bland, horrible rabbit food that I've been eating. I want a takeaway. I want something delicious. I want something with some flavor. And that can just lead you to constantly be chasing delicious foods, constantly having cravings and, and binging on unhealthy foods just because you want some flavor. So yeah, the reality is if you're paying somebody to make all your meals and send all those meals to your house, um, the quality of that food is going to be nowhere near as good as the quality of food that you could prepare yourself. So that's just, that's just another, another disadvantage. Yeah. It's just their business model, isn't it? They've got to make money off it. And if they're charging six pounds a day for your food, how much are they paying for the raw ingredients? They're probably paying, you know, getting very low quality stuff. And I don't know if you find this, Ben, but if you buy like, sometimes I'll buy like really cheap budget vegetables or, or meat or something and it just doesn't taste the same doesn't really taste of anything and then you know you get a nice fresh piece of fruit or something like that and you're like wow this this actually tastes of something so it's it's all going to be using that sort of flavorless ingredients to try and save money um, yeah. and obviously that's going to be hard to stick to isn't it which kind of links us on to the next point actually which is this is probably the worst one for me actually that puts me off it the most is there's just no flexibility with this approach because the only way to see results on this is you have to stick to that meal plan religiously. You have to follow that no matter what's going on, weeks, weekdays, weekends, whatever occasions you've got coming up. And it can actually make people's lives pretty miserable um, because it means in order to see good results, you have to kind of sacrifice a lot of the things that we want to do. You know, you have to eat separately from the rest of your family. And it also may not be setting the example you want to your to your children or the rest of your family, you're always eating this special diet food. You're also going to have to eat, kind of avoid social occasions because, again, they don't really teach you how to manage those social occasions and make them work for you, which is, again, one of the main things we do inside our Fit Over 40 program is teach people how to make work occasions, social occasions, weddings, whatever may be coming up. I know we haven't been able to do many of these things for a long time, but manage them and still be able to lose weight. Same thing if you're traveling for work, unless you're going to be that person who comes with like a massive cool box full of your Tupperwares and you're going off to the microwave and heating them up whilst everyone else is enjoying food together, it's not going to work. So you might end up looking like a bit of a weirdo and feeling sort of embarrassed that you're doing it, or you just won't do that and won't stick to it and therefore not lose any weight. You might also have to give up drinking. And if you like a drink every now and again, 
there's probably no easy way to fit that in with it either. You have to miss out on special occasions. So family birthdays, you probably can't have a piece of cake and make it work or, you know, go to a wedding and eat the wedding food and make it work. And for a lot of people, therefore, they just feel like they're failing half the time or missing out on everything they want to do. So either you're going to sacrifice almost all the nice things in life or you're going to feel like you're, you know, you, you are sticking to it, but you're missing out. So it is, it is quite a restrictive approach. There's not really much flexibility. And none of these things are things that members of our Fit Over 40 program have to do. And as we said before, they lose one to two stone every 12 weeks with still being able to join in, still being able to have a birthday celebration, still being able to travel for work back when that was a, a thing, um, and still being able to see good progress. And the problem is it just doesn't teach you how to manage your nutrition, which I think is the next point Ben's really going to talk about. It doesn't teach you how to manage your nutrition without a rigid meal plan. It's either you stick to that forever, which means you pay them forever, or you don't know what you're going to do and therefore you gain weight. So yeah, the, the problem that that can create, if you, if you don't learn how to manage your weight without like a pre-prepared meal plan or without following this diet plan, you essentially have to follow that meal plan forever in order to keep keep the weight up. Because as soon as you stop, as soon as you go back to how you were eating before, eating normally, the weight piles back on. And if you've lost muscle mass as well and slowed your metabolism down because you haven't been following a diet plan, because that's not what the, the meal plan included, and you've been eating 1200 calories a day because that's what, that's what you've been told you have to do, the weight will pile back on even faster than you lost it in the first place because you've put yourself in a, like a prime position to gain weight by slowing your metabolism and losing muscle mass. And that can be very, very demoral demoralizing, seeing you that you've, you know, you spent all this money to get all these meals delivered, done all the effort, eating your cardboard, boring food. And it's just kind of money down the drain because at the end of the day, you have no idea how to actually keep that weight off on your own. So what works much better then is firstly just eating the right amount of food for you. So taking into account your age, your height, your weight, your body fat percentage, hormones, any other health conditions. This is exactly what we do with our clients. We just figure out for each individual client how much they should be eating, um, which is you know not too much, not too little. It has to be the exact right amount. When you get that right amount, you can see all the results, all the benefits without negatively impacting your metabolism, without being hungry, without increasing cravings or anything like that. But yeah, the key thing is that amount is very, very different from somebody for somebody who's like four foot 10 compared to somebody who's five foot 10. So first thing is eat the right amount for you and, you know, either figure that out yourself or find a coach like inside fit over forwards, you would figure all of that out for you and find out exactly what's going to work for you. So the next thing you're going to need to do then on top of that, so you're going to eat the right amount for you is also to exercise, to maintain your muscle. We've talked about that a lot today. And that will therefore boost your metabolism. So what we recommend you do is to focus on low impact strength training. And again, we've done a whole episode on this. I think it was the last episode um, on why, was it the last one? <laughs> Very recently anyway, on why cardio is sort of not the best type of exercise to do over 40 and what is. Um, so have a look back through the episodes if you're interested in learning more about that. But what we recommend, and we go all through why this is in that episode is low impact strength training, or we call it LIST training, L-I-S-T, which involves lifting weights in a controlled manner. It's not swinging them around like the kettlebell class at the gym. It's lifting it in a controlled manner, which still burns calories like other forms of exercise, but it also has a number of added benefits. So it keeps stress hormone levels low. So your body's kept in a state where it's easy to lose weight as you get older, which is very, very important. It increases your muscle mass, which means you'll feel firm and toned as well as increasing your metabolism. So it becomes easier to lose weight. And lastly, as a bonus for, again, for women over 40, 
it helps to increase your bone density, which helps to combat or eliminate the risk of osteoporosis. So all you have to do is do that list training three to four times a week for 30 to 45 minutes um, a session. And that is key to seeing amazing results um, for women in their 40s and 50s. The third thing you should do then is to stick to high quality foods which you enjoy eating and do that in a flexible way. So when it comes to food choices, I think the most important thing is just to eat in a way that feels easy for you. And I mean, those meal plan diets, one of the big advantages of them is it is quite easy because you haven't got to cook it. But you can also be make your food plan, your own kind of food plan easy by just sticking to foods which you enjoy eating, which you already know how to cook, rather than kind of reinventing the wheel, and especially also things that your family are going to eat as well. So you can all eat as a family and um, avoid kind of having to have multiple meals. And eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. You don't have to ban any foods completely. The key is just eating everything in moderation. So we recommend for 80% of the time sticking to what we would call single ingredient foods. So, you know, basically just simple things like chicken, broccoli, rice, um, things that have like one ingredient. And obviously you can take those ingredients and you can combine them into something nice. So you can make like a nice chicken curry. You can make, you can make all sorts of stuff. You can make, just make whatever you want, but using kind of single ingredient whole foods like proper foods rather than processed foods. But then the other 20%, we recommend allowing a bit more flexibility into your diet. So including some more kind of slightly less healthy choices, things including kind of wheat, um, alcohol, dairy, sugar, um, you know, so you can have a bit of sauce on your food. You can have a little bit of dessert. You can have the odd glass of wine every so often. You can have a couple of slices of bread. You can have what you want, but you can, the key thing is being able to enjoy eating everything you love in moderation without sacrificing your results, without sacrificing your health in the process by having these kind of low quality prepackaged diet meals that have been sent to your house. So I fit over 40 clients they are able to socialize with friends and family, go out for meals in restaurants, even have the occasional takeaway. But doing that, they still are able to drop a couple of dress sizes over 12 weeks just by eating in a really flexible way um, without banning everything, having everything in moderation, but mostly just sticking to high quality foods that they enjoy eating. So the last thing then that we'd recommend that you do on top of all those things is to learn how to manage your weight in the long term. So instead of just learning how to stick to rigid meal plans, so just ordering it online and then just eating it, which doesn't really teach you anything for the long term. If you can learn how to manage it in a flexible way, you're going to see far, far better results and you're going to be able to keep it off in the long run, which is our aim with all of our clients. So as the old saying goes, well, I think Ben's tweeted this slightly, but give a woman a fish and she'll eat for a day, teach her to fish and she'll eat for a lifetime. And that is our aim again inside of our Fit and 40 program is to teach people to be able to sustain it forever, not only lose the weight, but keep it off forever, because otherwise we don't see that as a success. If you gain the weight again, it's definitely a failure. So the same is true for losing weight. If you can learn how to eat and exercise to lose weight and maintain your results, then you can easily stay fit and healthy, even when you're not following a plan. And there's a bit of a journey to getting there. We do it step by step inside of our program. And, you know, people do have wobbles, but the aim is to get there. And that's how our clients are able to see incredible results, but also maintain those results long-term too. And we've got an example here of one of our um, Fit and 40 program members, Hannah, um, who did just that. So Ben, why don't you uh, share with everyone what Hannah had to say? So Hannah said to us, she said, I was 15 stone, eight pounds and wearing mainly size 18, though some clothes 
in that size didn't fit. I was feeling very unhappy about my size. I had tried Weight Watchers, which worked, but only while I was on the program. I'd also tried the Jane plan, which was a huge mistake with awful food. I was skeptical about Fit Over 40 working after following the other programs and not seeing results. However, since joining, everything has changed. I've lost two stone seven pounds so far and 28 inches. I'm currently wearing size 14 jeans and they actually loose on me. I can see an improvement in all areas of my body and especially love my toned arms. I feel so much happier in myself. My three biggest wins since joining are losing the weight and keeping it off, even when life gets in the way, learning to love good food again and feeling much fitter and much more healthy. And I think the key thing there is she's lost it, but she also knows how to keep it off, even when life gets in the way, which again is not really easy or possible with a strict meal plan approach. So if you want to find out more about what Hannah did to lose that those two stone seven pounds so far, um, get back into her old favorite clothes and um, and feel so much happier in herself. Ben, where can people go to find out more details? To find out more, just go to www.fit40info.com. You can find all the details of our Fit Over 40 program and everything that we do. Perfect. So thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast. And we'll catch you next week for another episode. We shall see you there. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.